0: What's up strength coaches welcome back to another pew, 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 team builder roundtable thursday and today it's going to be me all right somebody had mentioned the fact like i should do one of these so people understand who i am or get a little bit more background so first question we usually ask our guests on the show is what's the most impressive thing you've seen in the last you know training and for me it is how quickly athletes can pick up acceleration profiling when you've never done it with them or they're not exposed to it and i say this because you need to give them opportunities and exposure so i feel like a lot of times coaches might not actually give the athletes adequate a number of reps and that might be because the distance they're running is too far so you might be doing 15 yard maybe even 20 yard a cells which at that point it's closer to max velocity. Uh, there's, you know, Ken Clark's research on it and the NFL combine research on it. And I'm not going down that rabbit hole with you, but what I'm saying is if you're going 15 yards, 20 yards on your acceleration day, whether it's resisted or not, you're going to be cognizant and aware of like, Oh man, that's far distance. I'm not going to give them that many reps. Therefore they're not going to get that many exposures in the early phase, five yards of acceleration. If you're giving them shorter distance, so five yards, 10 yards, you could even program seven yards coaches. I know you don't want to do that because you're so afraid that they won't have a line to run through. And maybe that's because the sport coach you're working with um, is a pain in the neck. And is it making sure that they're running through the lines? That's a whole nother issue, too but to me if you can have them working on those first five yards seven yards let them get used to that expansion and contraction right create space get that foot right back underneath them and propel themselves forward give them a lot of opportunities for it um most recently giving 10 12 you know exposures with that and then just seeing how athlete can improve their profiling with it that's been something that has been um, very impressive for me in, in noticing how quickly that they can make changes. So that's the first thing uh, I would say with respect to the first question we ask. Then the next question, um, team builder, what's one of the best functions about using the software? Uh, I'm going to caveat this with the fact that I've had it since 2019. Not sure when anybody's going to be listening to this, but it's November of 2023 right now. So four years of utilizing it. Uh, software has evolved, obviously, but one of the things that I love the most is the video feature. But in any way that hasn't used it, you can add a video, you can embed it in the back end under exercises, or you can link a YouTube video. And I know that when I was at Towson, I was guilty of being lazy and Just taking somebody's YouTube video, adding it, and there it is, and calling it good enough. To me, that is not the answer. The answer is actually using the video function the way that it was meant to be. And I think DeMarco and the staff at Elon do a really good job of they film their videos, they put them on their YouTube channel, and then I'm assuming that's exactly the same videos that they link in their library on Team Builder. I have been doing this with my personal training clients, whether it's in person or remote. But what I've done is it's now me demonstrating the exercise. It's my voice recording, telling them how to do the exercise and there's bullet points words on it. So it's visual, it's audio and it's um, visual again with seeing the words on it and it's short and it's to the point like these videos don't need to be a dissertation on how to do a freaking back squat. It should just be something like, Hey, put the bar on your back, hands close with comfortable feet, shoulder width apart squat down to the bottom to you can't anymore stand back up bench press hey grab the bar wherever you want them to grab the bar you know get set on the bench bar touches your chest press it back up like you don't need to write a dissertation on these movements it needs to be short and quick until this point because if the coach or excuse me if the athletes are looking on it during a lift they want a quick hitter let them see how to do it get in get out get out of the way like treat it like TikTok style like maybe it's eight seconds Right, eight seconds show them how to do it and it should be you it should be as much uniformity as you can with the video and it should be like i said i think it's you i think there should be audio with it and some words as well bullet points yes this might require you to you know have somebody else help you do it it might require your video staff if you work at a university it might require you as a uh, what's up strength coaches taking a quick break away from the show to let you know about our membership site not only do we at Strength Coach Network put out the Cheeky MidWiki, but we have a membership site where you gain access to a video library and a members only form. Inside the video library, you will have access to over 170 different lectures, which equals over 400 hours of content. Inside of these content, it is every sport you could think of and every topic in strength and conditioning. In our members-only forum, we have career advice and we have topics in strength and conditioning where coaches ask each other questions and we help each other inside the network. You can try the network out for 24 hours for $1 if you are not a member. Click the link down below and you will be able to check us out. A private coach to pay somebody to edit. That's what Jesse Swain and I did with the videos we did for basic training. Um, And that's again, something that I highly recommend. And uh, to me is one of my favorite features because it's so important. That's why I'm saying it. It's, it's so pivotal, especially if you're working with remote um, athletes or clients, or even if you're working in person, because there's been times where maybe you have a large group of coaches and an athlete just wants an answer real quick on how to do a movement. And they don't want to ask you, they just want to look. They should have the ability to do that. Um, Who I am, my background, quick 90-second spiel, uh, owner and operator of Strength Coach Network now. Before that, I was the director of football performance at Towson University. I not only work with the football team, but I work with the track and field throwers. Before the throwers, I also have worked with uh, the softball team, swim and dive team. I worked with cross-country who else tennis when I was at Towson for a while. So had a broad range of teams that I uh, worked with and program for. And then also I would fill in and cover for the volleyball team. Um, I've done the basketball team before uh, gymnastics as well. So a wide range of sports worked with at Towson when I was at Iowa before Towson, I was uh, working with just the football team only. So for five years, football, only one of uh, six on staff, ran the GPS, ran the analytics, also ran the offseason team leadership development program. Then before that, I was at Maryland University uh, with the Terrapins assistant with football, but also in charge of men's and women's cross country there for two seasons. Uh, before that, I was at Harvard University. I was a volunteer coach intern. But in my second semester, I was responsible for programming for men's and women's sailing. The head strength coach for the sailing team was on the floor, but I wrote the program, submitted it to him and the director who they would review it, make sure it looked good. And then I would be on the floor implementing the program. And that is how an internship should be run, in my opinion. I think the staff at uh, Harvard, I haven't been there in quite some time, but when I was there back in 2011, 2012, I would not be where I am without them. So that's my quick who I am, the teams that I've worked with for anybody on this round table Tuesday or Thursday. And then the last question of what is something that I wish I would have known back in the past or kind of, you know, the biggest aha moment. I'd say to me, the biggest aha moment right now is your warmup does not need to be forever. I forget who it was where, I think it was Stephen Yorkman was talking about like the gym bros nowadays, where if you're not feeling great and you're not feeling this, and it's like these warmups take forever and you're foam rolling this and you're blowing into a balloon and you're doing all of these things. And and, and I'm not saying that that's not important, but I remember Moto, Kyle Hashimoto, one of our assistants is like, dude, the best warmup is just lighter <laughs> lighter weight with the movement you're supposed to be doing and kind of greasing the groove. And to me, that was one of the biggest aha moments. It's like, okay, maybe it is like, maybe it is just, even if it's a jump, how about you just do it at some maximal effort? How about you do it with less load and you just kind of go through the motions and then you kind of sprinkle in some of whether it's foam rolling. And if you don't believe in foam rolling, some sort of soft tissue work or some sort of isolative joint movement. So you could be doing a lower body prep day. Let's say you're doing the power complex that we've talked about here for a while. Maybe it's just a lighter RDL and then it's not even a weighted jump. It could be a body weight jump. It could be a squat jump with your hands on your hips. So it's, you know, less actual height. So it's a little bit easier on your body altitude landing can be from a not as high height. And then you could go and hit some hip internal rotation, external rotation in a seated 90, 90. And then you go and do another set of RDL, another jump. Maybe it's a little bit higher. Maybe it's with some weight. Maybe um, you see what I'm saying. Then the altitude landing is a little bit higher up. Then you maybe hit some band activation work, right? And you can sprinkle it in and find ways to teach your athletes to do this. So that way it's just not this robotic thing where your warm up is this one specific thing. So, to me, that's the biggest aha moment is the fact that you don't have to have this spiel of a warm up. I will uh, um, give it to Boyle, where I think he said 10% of your lift should be dedicated to your warm up. So, if you have a 60 minute lift, that means you have six minutes to warm up. Like, so, and that's where it's like maybe you just kind of sprinkle those first six minutes into the beginning of the lift. Like, sure, do a little something, but. That to me has been the biggest aha moment. Um, Hopefully you guys can take something from that. Shout out to Team Builder, sponsor of the show here. If you have not, check them out. Check them out in the link down below. If you are a user, let us know and you want to talk on the show about what your favorite feature is, what the biggest aha moment you've had. Please let us know, reach out to us, DM us, comment us, reach out to us, all, all the different ways. We will be in touch. Until then, happy Thanksgiving, happy Team Builder Thanksgiving Roundtable Thursday. Later.